This morning I was up early and happened to notice something. We have a Christ in our home devotional on our dining room table. Wait a second. We have a dining room? Like that place in Norman Rockwell paintings where families sit down and eat? I'm just kidding. We do use our dining room a few times a week, at least, for family dinners. But that devotional book doesn't get open very often, I must confess. So I opened it. Actually opened it to tomorrow's reflection on Ephesians 6. And, drumroll please, I learned something. Ephesians 6 is a favorite summer Bible school and Sunday school and even youth retreat uh, chapter because it is all about the armor of God. The armor of God can lead to all kinds of arts and crafts and costumes and everything else. I think we did a football pads version of it at middle camp even one year. But this author noted something I had never noticed before. The armor of God has nothing to protect your back. Now, maybe there's a practical reason for this, like the weight of armor on your back isn't worth the protection it's going to give. Or maybe it has a theological meaning, like we should always face the enemy or our troubles head on and never turn our backs. But to the writer of this devotion, it meant that we not only need the whole armor of God as an individual, we need a whole team of people in the armor of God so we can have each other's backs. Actually, if you look at Roman army tactics, they would often advance on an enemy with their shields faced in all directions and moving together to protect one another, to eliminate vulnerability. They would move forward like this sort of protected square of shields so that no one could take an arrow or be hit in any particular way. As I read those words in the devotion this morning, it seemed like a dream. Not that I dream about engaging in ancient hand-to-hand combat, combat by no means, but because it seems like working together and having each other's backs is a dream. Now, maybe this is just me being cynical or expecting too much from humanity, but I don't feel a sense of togetherness when I look around in many circumstances. A story in the Kitsap Sun I recently read about how workers at a store are being flipped off or cussed out when they ask people to put on masks inside their stores is just one kind of glaring example. But generally, the stress of COVID and many other stressors have shined a very bright light into an insidious corner of cultural selfishness, individualism, and self-righteousness. Maybe even more disturbing is that we often dance in that light as if what it has exposed is something for which we should be proud, upping our game of condescension, condemnation, and ivory tower judgments. Look, I know there are hills worth dying on, but the death we are called to in Christ is self-sacrifice, not murder. I know there are causes that matter. I, I know there is frustration and anger that is justified. I know there are evils to be named and confronted. I also know that apathy is equally destructive, and you can do a fair amount of navel-gazing in a turtle shell. But the ends and the means both need justification. Maybe what I'm saying in the end is original sin doesn't look very good on us. It hasn't for the years, not months. We have been distancing ourselves from one another, isolating ourselves in many ways long before it was forced by this pandemic. But without both an acknowledgement of that sin and a way forward through God's proclamation of forgiveness, and, and here's the big and, this is the and, and believing and receiving that word as true for me, for you, 
for my friend and yours, for my enemy and yours. I wonder if we will ever truly pull out of that dis- of the distancing we have created that is simply magnified by this pandemic. Okay, well, happy Monday. See you next week. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying any of this to anyone who deserves to hear it more than I do. Apathy and judgment flow freely through me, a disturbing amount of it, actually, and I truly have no hope for myself or us in these magnified moments of sin. No hope, that is, outside God's redemption in Christ, a sort of truth that is poking at my apathy and slicing through my judgment, but mostly a redemption that is calling me a child who longs for a community that is filled with a diverse, broken, opinionated, quiet, loudmouthed, sinful, as yet unknown to me, and most of all, forgiven and transformed soldiers who have my back and who may, if I am so privileged, ask me to have their backs as well. God, like a loving parent, please change our clothes so that we put on your truth, your righteousness, your peace, your faith, your salvation, and turn us toward one another in your love.